It is time for 307 Baseball, presented by Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. Deep to left field, and that's gone. The show all about America's game in the Cowboy State. Now, here's your hosts, Elon Olive and Cody Olson. Welcome back to the 307 Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. Find your why. I am here, Cody Olson, joined with Elon Olive as we get ready for another podcast, another week down, and another glimpse into American Legion baseball. Elon, how the heck are you? I am so good. School is uh, starting to let out, which means baseball is about to take front center stage. It's all baseball all summer. I'm so excited. I uh, I walked out for the first time in, in in a long time. I'll be completely honest, and it felt like summer. I'm like, I forgot what this feels like. <laughs> forgot what it feels like in the great state of oh, Wyoming, man. but it's here finally. I feel like uh, watch me get put in my place and have it snow in in the next couple days. But that, it, yeah. That's all right. Uh, what, what, we're fo- what we're focusing on besides the weather and the warmth and uh, everything at school getting out, like you said, Elon, baseball, another week down. Uh, we've seen more and more glimpses into who these teams are, their personalities. We've had a chance to catch up with a couple different people this last week. Uh, we have some awesome interviews scheduled for this podcast today. But first of all, let's go ahead and recap what we saw this last week. Elon, I know that you have a little bit of a glimpse, a, a paper here that shows you what our scores were this last week. Tell tell the listenership. Yeah, Cody, going through the scores, there's been a lot of really, really fun uh, matchups, a lot of really great baseball played. Let's start with last Friday. Uh, Rollins and Green River was postponed to a makeup date. And then we have the Southwest Series in Jackson. Jackson Giants beat the Rock Springs Stallions 21-3. to and then Jackson beats Rock Springs in game two, 11 to nine. Moving on to Saturday, May 21st, Rapid City post 22 Expos beat the Cheyenne Hawks seven to six. Rapid City trailed six to two at one point in that game. Rapid City post 22 complete the sweep of the Hawks with a 10 nothing win. Expos score seven times in the first two innings for the sweep. Sheridan Troopers taking on the Casper Oilers in a conference game. Troopers win this one 11 to one. Sheridan scores seven times in the first three innings. Greer and Nelson go two for three for Sheridan, while Greer and Stowe had two RBIs each. Casper Oilers, though, get game two against Sheridan. Seven to three, a four-run fourth propels the Oilers to the split. Taggart with two hits and two RBIs, while Wilcox adds three hits and one RBI. Drillers, nine out of uh, nine to uh, eight over the upper deck. Billings Expos. Also, big shout out to Wyo Preps for putting together the scoreboard and giving us the highlights. So, a big thank you to them. Cheyenne Sixers in Rapid City post 22 hard hats. Cheyenne Sixers to Rapid City. I'm guessing nothing. There's nothing next to it. But in game two, the Sixers beat Rapid City post 22 hard hats 7 to 2. Day two of the Southwest Series in Jackson. Powell versus Rock Springs. Powell 12, Rock Springs 2. Powell broke it open with seven in the fifth, so it was a late uh, surge by the Pioneers. Cody 11, Rock Springs 10. Galton Valley, Montana 5, Powell nothing. Jackson 10, Cody 6. Galton Valley, Montana 14, and Jackson 2. Moving on to Sunday, May 22nd. The Casper Drillers 22 over the Upper Deck Expos out of Billings, Montana, 22-7, to and they sweep them with an 8-4 win. 
Rapid City Post 22 Expos with an 11 7 win over Cheyenne Hawks. The Douglas Cats over Laramie 9 7, but Laramie comes back in game two and gets the 14 1 win over Douglas. Cheyenne Post 6 Sixers 9, Rapid City Post 22 Hard Hats nothing. Sheridan Trippers. Troopers over the Billings Montana Scarlets, three to one. Billings Montana Scarlets get game two, however, five to nothing. Day two, or excuse me, three of the Southwest Series in Jackson. Galton Valley, Montana, eight. Cody, five. Galton Valley, Montana, eight. And Green River, nothing. Cody beats Powell, 10 to two. And Powell versus Green River was canceled due to weather. All right, Elon, that's a little bit of a glimpse as to what we saw this last week. I mean, a plethora of baseball, a lot of out-of-state kind of competition for the teams back in the state, Elon. And we had some games happen earlier in the week because uh, because school starting let out. So mm-hmm. some early week games. Monday, May 23rd, we had Spearfish, South Dakota beat Gillette 7-5. to Spartans score 6 in the 6th of the victory. 13-4 uh, to as Gillette gets the re- uh, rebound. Riders earned the split as they pulled away in the seventh, or pulled away with seven runs in the last two innings. Pink with uh, Jason Pink, four hits, a double, and a tr- and uh, three RBIs. Mason Drube adds three doubles and two RBIs. Tuesday, May twenty fourth. Here is the headline: Laramie beats Cheyenne Post Six in a conference game four to nothing. Brandon Chavez tosses a two-hit shutout over six innings. The Rangers scored four in the second inning and hand the Sixers their first loss of the season. That is a conference game, too. So that is when every team is throwing the best at you. So Laramie stands up tall and gives post six their first loss of the season. However, post six would respond in game two, the doubleheader, eight to two as the Sixers took the lead with three in the fourth and added four in the sixth for the split. Hot allows one run over five and two-thirds inning pitch. And, of course, the Evanston Outlaws blanking Rock Springs 11 to nothing. Oliver and Wilson combined for a two-hit shutout. Cohen Morrow with two hits and three RBIs, while Bauer added two hits and two RBIs for the Outlaws. Outlaws excuse me. West Coast Zephyrs in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska over the Torrington Tigers 14 to 7. Gillette over Douglas 13 to 9. And then Wednesday, we had Billings, Montana, Upper Deck Expos, 15, level 5. And then yesterday, Casper Drillers take on Douglas. Casper gets the win 16-11 and 15-13. So those are the games that have happened since the last time we've talked to you. And man, uh, the big thing that stands out, that La- and everybody knows it, that Laramie win over post six shutting them out in a conference game yeah it's huge it has a potential to shake things up a little bit did not expect that as uh you know laramie on the season it's impressive especially chavez to be able to go out there shutting out post six you know the offensive capability of post six we've talked about it a few times on the podcast something to keep an eye on in terms of uh what the repercussions will be for post six and uh, is laramie on the up and up that's something that we'll have to keep uh, in the back of our minds moving forward, you know, a lot of games played. A graduation is upon us. I know that uh, <laughs> everybody's out, uh, you know, grabbing their diplomas. Yeah. And maybe some teams a little bit shorthanded this weekend. Uh, we'll touch up a little bit on those later on in the podcast. But uh, we're going to continue forward with our programming here on the 307 Baseball Podcast. Brought to you for Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. Our chance this last week uh, was a golden one to catch up with manager Rocky Rondinelli of uh, Rock Springs. Really cool guy. 
gave a lot of insight more specifically as to the dynamic between Rock Springs and their opponents coming on, especially with the outlaws of Evanston playing them so often. Yeah, just to kind of give you guys a peek behind the curtain, we broadcast that game uh, last Tuesday, and I got a pregame interview with Coach Rondinelli, and he talked a lot about the changes that have happened inside that program over the last few years, and also the very unique relationship. I don't think there's two teams in the state that have the type of relationship that Rock Springs and Evanston have, so uh, as soon as we were recording it, we thought, man, this has got to be one that we put in the podcast and coach Rondinelli approved so yeah it was a, it's really really a very interesting conversation I think it is it dives into the history of the matchup between these two teams specifically yep. and a dive into Rock Springs in, in general so let's go ahead dip into our interview with uh, Rocky Rondinelli and uh, grab a little bit more insight as to what the Stallions are all about here with Rock Springs Stallions manager Rocky Rondinelli coach you guys uh, last time out we're at the Jackson tournament you guys were in a up and down battle against a very good Cody Cubs team what did you guys learn about yourselves uh, by going toe-to-toe -to -toe with such top flight competition over in Jackson well I'll tell you what I think that not only um, with Cody and Everybody knows Bart does a great job with, you know, that program from Little League travel on up. Um, did the same thing against Powell, against their, you know, the single-A pitcher of the year last year and Brock Johnson, who who brought the heat. Um, and then even against Jackson the second game, you know, we, we, we're in we're in every game pretty much, you know, three out of four anyway, I should say. Cutting down the errors, honestly. I mean, I think we're averaging six errors a game. If we cut that in half, I, you know, me and the old man Stubb Hatfield talk about it all the time. Cut the errors in half. We take six and cut it down to three. Instead of two and 21, we're sitting at 14 and nine. I mean, it's that, that's how close we are. Um, they're pitching well. Um, we're, hitting the, we're hitting the ball extremely well. So it's just cutting down on the mental mistakes. We cut down the errors, we're going to be just fine. And that was what happened in that Cody game. They made errors, we made errors. I mean, but we had it, you know, runners on second and third with two outs and my captain up to bat and Huddy G, you know, didn't work out that time. But I, I believe this team can play with anybody when they play the right way. One thing that's really stood out to me as I've come to Rock Springs over the last three years now is just the growth that the program has seen. The crowds are bigger. There's a lot more of a, of a fun environment here. And this program is really on the up. What can you kind of say about the support that you guys have had uh, throughout the years? Well, I mean, I think the community has backed us up. I think my, my board um, has done an excellent job, you know, from, you know, our president, Jesse, um, our vice president, Angie. Our money man that's sitting in front of me, Mr. Wallendorf, um, and Joanne Zotti, our secretary, working on just reaching out to the community. Um, and we've got a lot of parents. We've got a lot of people um, that, that are willing to, to help us out. And that's what we want. It's all about growing, right? So we tell, we tell our kids all the time, it's, it's all about improving, right? So it's be better today than you were yesterday. And be better tomorrow than you were today. Just improve every day. Um, that's not just in baseball, that's in life. Um, so we have, like I said, I think it's been over the last three, especially three years, um, the Evanston-Rock Springs rivalry that used to be nasty. 
I mean, it was there. There really wasn't anything good about it, honestly. I mean, kids are fighting on the field, and you know, parents are fighting in the stands. It was just that's not how it is anymore. Um, you know, with you know, started with with Chad and Jason, and brought over with um, you know when Ryan was or when Baldwin was in charge, and now that this new group with Matt Moore in charge as the president, and with Nick and Todd and Cody. Um, we just get along so well. Uh, we cheer for the boys. Um, I'm always talking to their kids because their kids are just phenomenal. Um, they do the same thing with our kids. Parents are, you know, they get along really well. And, and that's, just, that's how it should be, right? You want to compete. But we're here to – we want to see these boys succeed in more than just baseball, right? We're going to play to win. They're going to play to win. But we still want to see the boys succeed. So when they do something good, we're going to cheer, as it should be, right? And I think that's been the that's been the biggest thing for us. Uh, our sportsmanship over the years has gotten a lot better, <laughs> excuse me, than it was. So, yeah, it's been it's been really good. You know, when people ask me about what's what's a unique thing that I see in American Legion baseball that I don't see in other sports, I specifically talk about the Rock Springs-Evanston relationship. I wouldn't say it's a rivalry at all. It almost seems like you guys are allies as long as you guys are not across the diamond from each other. You guys are each other's biggest fans. I remember that at State last year. Uh, 100%. I mean, we stayed at the same hotel. <clears throat> and it even goes back, um, I think the first time I seen it was probably about three years ago. Um, we're playing in Jackson. We're playing in a tournament that Evanston's at, uh, as well. And, you know, they're playing right after us. So they're sitting in the stands on our side, cheering for our kids. And it's just, you know, you kind of, you take pride in that, but at the same time, it kind of, kind of takes you back because you're thinking about all the stuff that happened previous. Um, but you know, and since then, you know, basically it's, yeah, absolutely. We're their biggest fans. They're our biggest fans. Again, all we want to do is see the boys succeed, um, the coaches succeed, the parents succeed. I mean, it's just the program succeed, right? And, um, yeah, with State last year, it was it was really awesome staying in the same hotel. I mean, the kids are such good friends. They, they talk all the time. And um, watching Evanston do as well as they did last year was phenomenal. Now, we play probably more than anybody. Which, like I said, you know, being 90 miles away, it's it's pretty easy. Don't cost a lot of money. You can get out there and just play baseball in a good, fun, you know, clean environment, and that's what it's all about. That's Coach Rocky Rondinelli, head coach for the Rock Springs Stallions. Coach Rondinelli, thank you so much. It's always a good time when these two teams get together. Anything else? No, that's it. Go Stallions. You know, coming out of that interview, Elon, again, it just blows me away. I, I was there while you were there interviewing uh, manager Rocky Rondinelli. And it, it's funny how two, the dynamic between two teams can turn from, you know, dare I say, a little hostile. No to, love lost type situation. A <laughs> little bit hostile to one now that is so fun, but still so competitive. You know, I, I use the word allies in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, interview because the thought I had was like, when you're at war, you want your ally beside you. Right. And it seems like it really does. I mean, every single game that these guys are at a tournament, whether it's the state tournament, regular season tournament, if Evanston's playing rock Springs is in the stands pulling for them. 
and vice versa. When Rock Springs is playing and it's not against Evanston, the Outlaws are in the stands just yelling their heads off. And it's such a unique and fun um, fun matchup to be part of. I mean, I wouldn't even go and calling it a rivalry. It does really seem like these two teams are all about helping each other out. And uh, I remember my first year covering the Outlaws, I interviewed Coach Ron Donnelly. And while I was interviewing Ron Donnelly, then assistant coach at the time, future manager Jason Mitchell came up and was kind of like making some comments and some faces or something like that to Coach Ron Donnelly. And he just like cracked up in the middle of the interview. And half of that interview is those two just kind of like joshing each other, kind of shouting across <laughs> to each other. It was it, It's that type of relationship. It's a great one. And it's fun to be able to see... You know, the series between Rock Springs and Evanston will continue on uh, next week, and we'll touch up on that as part of our upcoming schedule. We'll be there to broadcast it. it we just have an inside look. It's super awesome. Elon, let's go ahead and dip into our first break, uh, catch a little bit of a breather. We'll come back to you for more of the 307 Baseball Podcast brought to you for Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming, here on 307 Baseball. That's right. From one corner of the state to the other, over 82% of Wyomingites wear their seatbelts. And to the 18% who don't, we say, let's buckle up for life, Wyoming. We welcome you back into the podcast, 307 Baseball Podcast, that is. Brought to you for Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. Find your why as you buckle up and drive across this great state. Be safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. It is <laughs> just be safe. Yeah, just yeah, be safe. Yeah, and I mean, when you we talk about it so much when we talk about high school sports, but as far as I'm concerned, American Legion baseball is high school baseball, so it's kind of an unofficial high school sport in my right, eyes. Right, right. But um, we talk about how it's not unheard of to travel four or five hours one way to a game. We're we're all traveling. We're all going to be busy this summer. We're all going to spend a lot of time in the car, and I, we all have things we are looking forward to after the baseball season, after that state champion has been crowned in Sheridan, and we all want to get to those things. So let's let's all buckle up. Let's be safe. Let's have a great summer. Let's not have it marred by anything like that. And let's just let's just be safe, be smart, and uh, have a good time. Absolutely, just uh, buckle up and enjoy it, so that you can see baseball more and more across this awesome state. Five hours is a long time to drive, and you might as well do it safely. Um, you know, speaking about this great state, uh, we as a podcast, Elon, more specifically, you send out the coaches and media poll to allow us to get a little bit of a dive into you know, the trend. Who's on the rise? Who's on maybe who's, yeah. I wouldn't say stuttering, but, uh, you know, the, these different power shifts within all these baseball programs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, considering that uh, post six dropped one against Laramie, we'll go into what uh, the voters think if this was more or less like you know dropping one or is this a uh, laramie coming up and up well or? i think we'll find out more about that next week because remember we released the poll every two we released it every two weeks so the new one's going to go out yeah uh tomorrow on actually today it'll go out today before i leave the office and uh for double a cheyenne post six number one sheridan number two gillette number uh number two because there was a tie for second Laramie number four, Casper number five. I wonder if we're going to see Gillette creep into that top three now, maybe over Gillette. Um, and uh, I think Laramie is definitely going to see some moves after. I mean, they're the only team to do it. I mean, look at who post six has played national competition, national competition, and they're the only team to do it. 
Yep, it's true. So uh, you could see a rise and fall happening in the coaches' media poll. What else do we got going on here, Elon? So for the single A, you've got a tie for fourth, Lovell and Sheridan in fourth, Powell at three, Cheyenne at two, and Cody at one. Uh, Cody's still looking very, very strong. Uh, I think we're going to see uh, the single A feels like the Wild West because with the double A, there's only eight teams in it. But there's so many more teams in the single A, and different teams are going to make different moves. I mean, you've got one, two, three, four, five teams that got votes that were not in the top five. So it's going to be very interesting interesting to see what happens, especially now that Rollins has entered the chat. So uh, welcome to the season, Rollins Generals. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun once uh, once all those get going. But again, we will send out the new uh, coaches and media poll probably uh, th- this evening, probably around 4 o'clock-ish. Awesome. Well, we'll get back and touch up on that next week on the 307 Baseball Podcast. Uh, Elon, it's now time and part of our programming, rather, to, to, to touch up a little bit on the players of the week, the outstanding stars that we saw shine a little bit. And we saw, I believe we saw some of them up close. Yeah, we saw one of them in person, but let's go ahead and kick off with kind of some uh, housekeeping, some catching up. Last week, we named Cody's Jackson Schroeder the player of the week. We weren't able to, we reached out to some people that could possibly get us in touch with him. We weren't able to do that. Well, we were surprised by an email directly from Jackson reaching out. So a big thank you to him for reaching out and letting us talk with him. And we did get a interview with last week's 307 Baseball Player of the Week, Jackson Schroeder. Well, let's go ahead and dive into that interview with Jackson Schroeder. Again, this is he was player of the week last week, but now we finally get a, get a hold of him and we get to highlight what he was able to do. Getting an opportunity to talk with last week's 307 Baseball Player of the Week, Cody Cubs, Jackson Schroeder. Jackson, uh, thank you so much for reaching out to us and, and letting us talk with you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's an honor to be on the show. You know, I listen to it pretty much every week, and yeah, it's an honor. Well, we, we appreciate you both reaching out and also listening to the show. It's, it's been a lot of fun to do it. And this year, uh, adding this Player of the Week segment, it's been really fun to talk to all the players throughout the state. And uh, yeah, but the one thing that caught our eye with you specifically last week was the doubleheader. And I believe I'm, I'm going off of memory here, but I believe it was in Riverton where you pitched, got the win, but also hit a home run in both of those games. One of those was a three run bomb. Just talk to me about that that day for you. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a good day, uh, but, you know, it definitely wasn't me. Um, you know, my infield made a lot of plays. The outfield made a lot of plays. Um yeah, I kind of started started off the day hitting, you know, a little slow, but um, kind of got into my groove, and yeah, I just went off from there. You guys are the number one team on single A on the latest 307 baseball coaches and media poll. Um, you guys are the reigning state champions. You have been for a while. You guys are just a powerhouse in that single A division. Do you guys feel like there's a bit of a target on your back year in and year out? I mean, yeah, I think I think we're going to see every team's best. Um, but, yeah, I'd say there's a target on us. Um, you know, I, I feel honored to be part of this program. Uh, I've, I've been here for about six years now and enjoyed every second. You know, it's a good program. Coach Grins does an amazing job. Um, we got good kids in our program. So it's definitely an honor to be a part of this. 
And you were also part of the state championship football team this year. Cody has won two straight 3A state championships in football. And, of course, you add that to the baseball state championships along with some other great athletic traditions in Cody. Can you tell me, what is it about Cody that just kind of produces these top-level athletes year after year, no matter what sport? Yeah, I mean, you know, we got a lot of hardworking kids. You know, we got we got some flat-out studs in Cody. Um, but yeah, winning two football state championships, that's, you know, that's beyond my wildest dreams, you know. Um, yeah, we work hard, you know, we embrace the grind, and yeah, we just like to get out there and compete. Love to hear it. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our highlight portion of our Player of the Week interview. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We've got 10 kind of icebreaker fun questions. So they're each assigned a number between 1 and 10. So your job is to pick four random numbers. And uh, we'll see which uh, which uh, questions you get. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. So what's that first number going to be, my man? Let's go with number two. Number two. What has been your favorite memory from being a part of the Cody Cubs? Um... I would say probably bus rides. You know, those are always fun. You get a bond with your teammates. Um, a lot of fun games, a lot of fun conversations, you know. I'd say those, the bus rides are the ones I cherish the most. You know, it's really funny. We, we hear that from everyone and just goes to show you that when it's, when it's all said and done, it's not the state championships. It's not the rings. It's not the medals that people remember fondly. It's, it's being a part of, of, of a family, no matter if it's baseball, football, basketball. And, and it's, it, it really speaks to just what really matters most in high school sports that we hear that, that, that response so often. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a special situation, you know. It's you know, you not not a whole lot of people get to have this opportunity and you know, I, I just cherish it. Especially in Wyoming where it's not unheard of to travel three, four hours one way. Right, right. All right, let's go ahead and move on. What's gonna be your uh, second question? Let's go with five. Five. All right, what is your favorite food and what is your favorite restaurant there in Cody? I would say my favorite food, I'm going to have to go with pancakes. Great choice. <laughs> no, I love chocolate chip pancakes. You know, you got to have them, you know, every Thursday night. My mom makes them. You know, that's definitely my favorite food. Favorite restaurant in Cody, though, I would have to say it's a place called Wyotap. They serve good burgers, good steaks, just good food there. Sounds like next time I'm in Cody, I need to hit that place up. Yeah, for sure. What's the go-to dish for you there? Um, I like what they have. It's called a breakfast burger. Uh, it's basically like like a waffle waffle burger uh, with bacon, egg, sausage. That's probably my favorite one. My mouth is watering right now. You, you've got me sold there, Jackson. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to question uh, number three. So what's that going to be? So go ahead and pick that next number. Um, Nine. Nine. I was actually just looking at this one thinking that no one has picked this one yet. So lucky you. All right. If you had a time machine and could go into the past to experience anything, what would it be? Let's see. Um, I would say I would go to the wild west you know where, where all the bank robberies are um 
Buffalo Bill. I'd say I want to go to that time period and experience that. Absolutely. That would definitely fit, especially, I mean, you wouldn't have to go very far to experience some of the greatest things if it, you stayed in Cody, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Let's go ahead and get that final question in. So go ahead. One more number between one and 10. Mm, four. Four. All right. If you could be a superhero, what would your superpower be? Um, Invisibility. You know, people can't see you. You're just in the dark, and you're like the silent killer. Would Would you use that ability to break the break uh, Ricky Henderson's base stealing record? I would. That'd be that'd be <laughs> a huge advantage for me. <laughs> that is Jackson Schroeder of the Cody Cubs. Last week's 307 Baseball Player of the Week. Jackson, thank you so much for the time. Keep up the great work over there in Cody. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Anything else before we wrap it up? Um. No, nothing else. It's an honor to be picked as player of the week. Um, Hopefully I can do it again. Awesome interview, Elon Jackson Schroeder, really, you know, outstanding stuff that we saw from him. You were there just being able to talk with him in person. What kind of vibe did you feel about his progress? Being able to talk with him. I think uh, this is a, a young man who's very driven, who is very determined to to, to do whatever it takes to give success to Cody. And you heard it in the interview when I mentioned, hey, great job, or, or I can't remember exactly what I said right off the top of my head, but where did the credit go? Immediately to the team. He said, it wasn't me. I had a great defense. I had this. I had a great team. And that team is something, player. yeah, He's exactly. And that's something that we've seen kind of be a recurring theme through Cody, no matter what the sport is, but the Cubs specifically. I mean, I think that's why they're so successful for so long. I think it's a great pro. It's a healthy program, and it's one that is rooted in humility. You know, obviously those teammates that work together, that uh, <laughs> that that share the accomplishments, they go far. They Absolutely. go really, really far. Speaking of shared accomplishments, you know, Outlaws were able to come away with a big win against Rock Springs this last week, um, and we saw. Something pretty close to something spectacular by Mr. Gavin Oliver, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Gavin Oliver takes a no-hitter into the fifth inning, but it was an 11-0 uh, lead at the time, so they were looking for to end it a little bit early, and uh, he looked very, very good. No-hitter going into it. They did pull him. Ryder Wilson completes the shutout. Um, but uh, yeah, Gavin Oliver, just probably one of the best pitching performances we've seen in, in person. So it was really hard not to give him our uh, three or seven baseball player of the week for this week. Well, let's go ahead and dive into that interview with Gavin Oliver. Here with this week's 307 Baseball Player of the Week, Evanston Outlaws, Gavin Oliver. Uh, Gavin, you had an absolutely phenomenal pitching performance on Tuesday night in Rock Springs, uh, taking a no-hitter into the fourth before being taken out when uh, Ryder Wilson came in and finished it up. Still got a big shutout over Rock Springs 11 to nothing. Talk to me a little bit about how you felt on the mound on Tuesday night. Uh, I think it's just uh, about trusting your team, knowing that just throw strikes, and if they hit the ball, they hit the ball. Just got to trust in them to make the plays and get us out of the inning. When you look back at kind of how things were going, what was talk to me, is that the best your arm has felt all season? Uh, you didn't have a lot of appearances on the mound before that. I believe only eight innings pitched going into it. But talk to me about how, how the arm was feeling just kind of going into that game. Um, yeah, I was feeling like my arm was probably the best all season. I'd been hurt like earlier in the season my arm was a little sore and then it kind of got better because we had a little break and it was feeling pretty good that game 
this Evanston Outlaws team is not the the same double A team that we've seen the last couple of years. This is a fairly young team, fairly new team. Talk to me a little bit about this group of guys. Um, we've been playing together for a while now, and we have a lot of chemistry, and we just like to play ball and have fun with it, and we're going to have to overcome some things to get some wins. No better way to se- uh, spend the summer, right? Yeah. We've got our spotlight questions here, and I've got 10 random, just kind of fun icebreaker questions, all signed to number 1 through 10. So you've got to pick four random numbers between 1 and 10, and those will be your highlight questions. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, let's go ahead. What's going to be that first number? Oh, we'll go with two. Two. What has been your favorite memory from being a part of the Evanston Outlaws? I think just like uh, being with the team and hanging out and just having a fun time over the summers. What Any, uh, any memories in particular stand out? Uh, probably last year during state that we got all the way to the state championship. Yeah, the Evanston Outlaw team made it all the way to the C team state championship. That's the thing. This Evanston Outlaw team is a lot of former C team players, not kind of skipping the B and going straight to the double A. How's the learning curve been for you guys so far? Uh, it's been a bit of a struggle, but we just got to get past it and know that we can do it. All right, let's go ahead and move back to the kind of fun highlight question. So you pick question number two. What's going to be uh, question number two for you? So what number will that be? Uh, we'll go with four. Four. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Um, let's go with strength. Why strength? I don't know. Just to be strong at everything. Just hit dingers for days, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's going to, I like that strength. So it's going to be uh, question number three for you. Uh, we'll go with eight. Eight. What is Gavin Oliver's favorite vacation spot? Ooh. Uh, we'll go with Lava Hot Springs. Lava Hot Springs. So for people that may not be familiar with it, where's that? Uh, it's in Idaho, not far into Idaho. Just cool little tourist uh, town. What do you like to do there? Uh, go to the hot pots and just hang out with family. All right. That sounds like a very nice vacation right about now, especially after the long winter we had, right? Yeah. All right. So what's going to be that final question? Uh, six. All right. So this is a fun one. If you had your own late night talk show, who would your first three guests be on that show? Um, we'll go with uh, Breck and Rich out there. And hmm, it's a hard one. So we got teammate Breck and Rich. You can also go celebrities, major league players, coaches, anyone you can think of. Um, Mike Trout. Why Mike Trout? I don't know. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's a pretty good re- prerequisite for a guest. Uh, what would that third guest be? Um, let's go with Nolan Arenado. No, I like that one, Nolan Arenado. I mean, kind of broke my heart to see him go to the Rockies, but now he's doing. He's just wrecking it over in St. Louis. Is he your favorite ball player right now? Yeah, he's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Well, that is Gavin Oliver. He is our 307 Baseball Player of the Week out here in Evanston. Fun that we got to pick a hometown boy here for the 307 Baseball Podcast. Gavin, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on a great performance on Tuesday in Rock Springs. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, I think that's all. Watching Gavin in the flesh, it was really fantastic to see a Player of the Week with your own eyes, Elon. Um, A shutout, uh, Evanston. Looking really good in that game against Rock yeah. Springs specifically in that series has been really fun going back and forth. And a large part of it has to do with Gavin Oliver. Yeah. And the thing is, is he's been doing this since the beginning of the season. Maybe not necessarily on the mound, but he's been the leadoff guy who has been very consistent. I think he's batting around 
480 right now. I know we, at one point he was around 500 and it wasn't yep. that long ago. No. Nope. Um, but he's, he's been getting it done for the, the outlaws all year. And, um, well all year meaning the last few weeks, <laughs> like <laughs> it hasn't been a very long year, but, uh, I'm telling you that he is a player. I think the state needs to keep their eye on this outlaws team is a lot of great talent. Um, he's the, he's the one that I think, uh, I think a lot of state state coaches, state, state fans need to keep an eye on that whole outlaws team. Again, packed with talent, really, really young though. This is their first, uh, pretty much all of them, but Hank Allred and Ryan Baldwin, this is their first year at double a. So, uh, they're learning to play the double a game. And, uh, when they figure it out, they're, they're that team this year that I feel like that everybody realizes that, okay, when they figure it out, they're going to be tough. Yeah, they're going to be great. We'll look forward, you know, to the progress, the growth, the maturity of a lot of these teams right now. Yeah, know? I they're mean, like, you can throw Gillette in that mix. I mm-hmm. mean, they're getting some big wins, but they are getting, they are taking their lumps. They're learning as well. Um, it does seem like with the exception of maybe Laramie and Cheyenne, everybody else is really, really young. And I think uh, that that's going to be really, really. And of course, Sheridan. Sheridan, I think is, I think Sheridan, Laramie, and Cheyenne are are probably on on an experience level that the other teams don't quite have because of just kind of circumstances. But you look at Gillette; they're really young. You look at Casper; we've heard they're pretty young. Uh, uh, Jackson; they're not as young as they were. And they're starting to really make some strides. Rock Springs is really young. And of course, Evanston's really young. Yep. So uh, the power, <laughs> just the dynamics of all these teams, it, it's not going to carry over from year to year. You're going to see an ever-changing landscape of, of, yeah. of beautiful baseball here in the state. You know, looking forward to the upcoming schedule for this week. Elon, this is our final little segment. What we're going to be seeing uh, moving forward, I know... I know a caveat for a lot of these teams is that graduation is happening, so they might be down one or two people. Yeah, and let's go ahead and look at the upcoming schedule and a lot of tournaments, a lot of really fun uh, situations. But yeah, with graduations happening, you do miss some people. So let's start with uh, tonight, Friday, May 27th. You have the Wheatland at Gehrig, Nebraska at 5.30 at Gehrig, Nebraska's Memorial Day Tournament. Then you have the Kirby Droob Memorial Day Tournament in Gillette. It kicks off tonight at 7 p.m. This is going to be a good matchup. Sheridan at Gillette. So uh, that could have some pole movement type situations there. But Sheridan at Gillette at 7 p.m. Then tomorrow, May 28th, Casper Drillers at Sydney, Nebraska at 9.30 a.m. at Gehrig. Uh, Garing Nebraska's Memorial Day tournament, Billings Expos number two at Sheridan Jets doubleheader at noon and two p.m. Wheatland versus Gordon slash Rushville Nebraska at noon at Garrig's Memorial Day tournament. Rollins uh, Douglas at Rollins at one and three p.m. Buffalo versus Gordon Rushville Nebraska at two thirty p.m. at Garrig Nebraska Memorial Day tournament. Casper Drillers at Buckley Colorado or versus Buckley Colorado at five p.m. at the Garrig Memorial Day tournament and Buffalo at Garrig at seven thirty p.m. Moving on to the Green River Night Invite Woodbat tournament in Green River. Evanston at Green River kicks it off at ten a.m. Evanston versus Powell at twelve thirty p.m. Lovell versus Riverton at 3 p.m. Riverton versus Powell at 5.30 p.m. And Lovell versus Green River at 8 p.m. The Kirby Drew Memorial Day Tournament in Gillette. Sheridan versus Bozeman, Montana at 9.30 a.m. Jackson versus Sheridan at noon. Jackson versus Alliance, Nebraska at 2.30 
Bozeman, Montana versus Gillette at 7.30. Then moving on to Monday, May 29th, Buffalo versus Wheatland at 10 a.m. at the Garrick, uh, Nebraska Memorial Day Tournament. Casper versus Shadron, Nebraska at 12.30 p.m. at the Memorial Day Tournament in Garrick. Then day two of the Green River Night Invite Wood Bat Tournament in Green River. Powell versus Level at 9 a.m. Level versus Evanston at 11.30 a.m. Powell versus Green River at 2 p.m. And Riverton versus Evanston at 4.30 p.m. Followed by Riverton at Green River at 7 p.m. The Kirby Drew Memorial Day Tournament in Gillette on Sunday will feature Jackson versus Laurel, Montana at 9.30 a.m. Alliance, Nebraska at Gillette at 5 p.m. And Jackson at Gillette at 7.30 p.m. Then we on Memorial Day... Got some games happening on Monday, Memorial Day. The Cheyenne Post Six Sixers takes on North Platte, Nebraska at North Platte, 12.30 and 3 o'clock. The Casper Oilers will take on Laramie in conference action at Cowboy Field at 2 and 4 p.m. Torrington at Douglas at 5 and 7 p.m. Conference games there as well. The final day of the Kirby Drew Memorial Tournament in Gillette will feature Jackson versus Bozeman, Montana at 9.30 a.m. Sheridan versus Alliance, Nebraska at noon. Sheridan versus Laurel, Montana at 2.30 p.m. And Laurel, Montana will close it down against Gillette at 5 p.m. That is our schedule. Looking forward to the weekend. A lot of tournaments, a lot of stuff happening, and even in different states. Travel to Nebraska seems to be a reoccurring theme. Uh, Really, really fun. It's just awesome to be a part <laughs> of baseball moving forward. You know, graduation. It is kind of kind of the renaissance, the resurgence, the the the, the first beginning. Yeah, really, once, after graduation. Once graduations and schools let out, it it really is full steam ahead. We're right around. I mean, we're getting into some serious conference games. I know that Sheridan uh, Gillette game uh, tonight at seven o'clock is not a conference game, but. That is going to be a big one. I, I, that's going to be a fun game to, to check out. Well, we'll keep you updated as to all the action here on the 307 Baseball Podcast. Elon, anything else before we wrap things up with a nice little bow and get ready for post-graduation baseball? Everybody stay safe out there. We're just getting started with the fun. Awesome. On behalf of my colleague Elon Olive, I am Cody Olson here on the 307 Baseball Podcast, brought to you for Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. We say thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time.